And uh, she what a was saint. Like, what a great idea. Oh, I know. <laughs> she, she, that's yeah i was just a pretty face promoting it yeah it was all her idea <laughs> and uh and uh she's called me up and said let's do this i'm like yeah <laughs> no brainer man you want me to go around to 36 western iowa counties and use their steakhouses as a as the headliner i'm all in yeah so, who wouldn't want to do that Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. I'm your host, Adam Pedersen, and this is a very exciting episode for me. This would, I would say, would be like over a year in the making. I remember coming across uh, your your content, I don't know, it was a year and a half ago or maybe when you were in my neck of the woods in Northwest Iowa, but my very special guest joining on this episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast is the Iowa Gallivant himself, Mr. JJ, is it Goodvin? Goodvin, you got it right. Good, Yes, I saw the V in there. So JJ yep. Goodvin, the Iowa Gallivant himself. We have barely known each other for more than maybe two weeks, but I already know we're kindred spirits because we're, <laughs> we're big guys, we're Iowans, we love food. And so this is going to be a very exciting episode for me. Um, to start yeah. this off, I want I want to set, I want to, get the crowd pumped up to hear what you got to say before we get into get into the episode. So I'm going to read, I read your about section on your website and I loved it. So I'm going to read it to introduce people to you. Great. All right. It says this guy has been around while Jay's family lived in Grundy center, Iowa. He was born in Marshalltown back in 1978. Later Jay and his family moved to Marion, Iowa and then to Iowa city. Are you a Hawk fan? Iowa city. Yeah, you know I am a Hawkeye fan, but when I when I left, uh, which you'll get further into the about uh, uh, info there. When I when I left uh, Iowa City in the early '90s, or excuse me, late '90s, I became much more of an NFL fan. So I watch oh, okay. football for pure entertainment reasons. I really get up for NFL though. <laughs> All right, I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, so he went to Iowa City, and then in 1999, you took off on an 11 year culinary crusade that led him to arizona montana cape cod the florida keys the black hills of south dakota austin central illinois and back to iowa city in 2010 his love of traveling food and family will drive this blog he says iowa is an amazing state corner to corner and everything else between the mississippi and the missouri rivers there's something brewing here in corn belt usa and you should come and see it for yourself. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing right there. Absolutely, yeah. And it's uh, uh, it's been a, an amazing ride. You know, we started this as a family scrapbooking project in 2014, and WordPress just seemed to kind of like to make sense. Sure. And actually, one of my one of my uh, very good friends, she was putting up stuff on Facebook about just her like jogging paths 
And I'm like, what is this thing? She's like, oh, it's WordPress. It's my blog. Obviously, I wasn't going to do that. I'm like, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't know a blog from, you know, the blob <laughs> uh, when that was when she said that. <laughs> so I looked into it and we were I was having a couple months because off because I was starting a new job at the school district here at the ICCSD. Right. And, and I mean, my wife talked about it. She's like, you know, why don't you just go road tripping with the kids? You've been wanting to get out some of these towns are in the area and and then she said you like to write so just you know start it up so you know i did and i didn't have any social media presence other than my own personal facebook page nothing you know and uh i uh i, I didn't know a tweet from a from a from uh from a whatever you know i thought maybe a tweet was like a piece of candy or something like that <laughs> i don't know but uh um i had my own facebook page which is fine and and then you know we started putting up some of our um our publishing some of our articles but and things like that our blog posts and you know it seemed like people were you know people would comment every now and then um on them and say how excited they were to see their hometown in this and then i pressed on this thing called stats okay stats <laughs> on my on my web on my uh, website through wordpress <laughs> And I'm like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy crap, we have something here. Yeah. And um, what I realized is people shared a lot of the same interests as I as I do. Is uh, we know we think we know Iowa, but we don't. And the I and and what I say in some of my speeches and shows like this is smaller the town, bigger the market when it comes to the Iowa Gallivant. I love um, it. And the, the 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 town that really broke us through was the was the uh, trip to Sabula, which is uh, Iowa's only island city. It's on the Mississippi River. Oh, I have in, seen in pictures Jackson of this. Town. Yeah, yeah, so, I would yeah. love to go there someday. Yeah, it's it's really cool. They got their they got like their start historically as like a uh, they were like juggernauts in the button manufacturing industry <laughs> actually there was a lot of towns like muscatine too in clinton because of like the the muscles in the mississippi river they used to make the the okay the, the buttons out of those so they, yeah like, nice you know the little the, the, the fish muscles yeah. <laughs> and uh, um so you know people were seeing like 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 people were clicking on there because they were like there's an island city in Iowa, and then people were clicking on that, like, where the heck is this place? And then the folks who lived there were just loved it because they were getting some pos positive pub. Yeah. And then, um, and then what we realized too is whenever we, especially when we talk about small towns, the folks that moved away, the, they're the ones who really share our content like crazy. Yeah. Because um, they've been home with them. You, we, and we make them homesick. Yeah. Yeah. We, they've been telling their coworkers and friends for 20 some years sometimes about their hometown. And then they finally have something, something to say, look, this is what I was talking about. And I can't believe that park is still there or that bar is still there yeah. or, you know, that motel, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's, we, we really carved out a niche and it's now I say that I, I used to call myself like a travel blogger or a travel writer. Now I pretty much call myself a promoter who, who travel, who writes about travel or blogs yeah. about travel. It's kind of made this kind of 180, uh, um, or I should say, I guess not even 180, I should, it evolved, I should say. Yeah. So it, it's been amazing. Obviously, we're pretty food-centric. And you probably really got to know us last year or the year before when we were on the Western Iowa T-Bone Trail. That's probably when it really sparked your interest because we were in your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's the yeah. one I remember. Yes.
Yeah, I would say you are, uh, boy, I, I mean, I feel like you got to be Iowa's foremost food blogger. You might be Iowa's foremost food authority. Uh-huh. And honestly, like, because when you take these travels and stuff, I, I, I read all your stuff, you include all the history like you're talking about with Sabula. Yeah. And so you're kind of like Iowa's foremost food guy slash like historian maybe now. If I got yeah, an ad, I if someone it. asked me a question about Iowa, I'm I'm going to text you because you're going to have the answer for me. <laughs> Please do. There's a lot of people that do that actually. They want travel tips or they want to know like, you know, is this roadside attraction I heard about for real? You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. I so, love that. It's you know, I grew up in uh, metro areas, in the Cedar Rapids area, and then the Iowa City area. But um, we kind of have a, a small town kinship in my family, especially especially in Western Iowa kinship because my dad is originally from Corning okay uh, and he grew up uh, 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 in a jailhouse there because his dad was sheriff and then on the farm and then uh, uh, my mom grew up in northwest Iowa in Stack County uh, okay early little yeah. town early so you know we I grew up going to western Iowa multiple times a year for days on end sometimes weeks on end especially in the summer and uh, they uh, so I got to and I think that's very important um, as, as far as my upbringing went is not only did I live in metro areas, but I, I, I got to really experience small town America, especially a small town Western Iowa, in a way that a lot of folks that uh, don't get to do. And in those days, you know, growing up, especially as a teenager, you know, and I, I think, uh, um, you know, like a lot of times there's this divide that keeps getting wider and wider between metro area folks and small town folks and i uh, and i think one of the reasons why is because when i was a kid and teenager people who lived in des moines and cedar rapids and iowa city they would get out to detassel or oh, walk, yeah. bean, walk beans i used to throw uh, uh you know straw or hay uh or hay at my buddy's farm um or i'd go out to my family's farm in corning and they uh in um, that even if you lived in this, the bigger towns in the state of Iowa, you still knew what was going on in rural areas and yeah. you had that you actually had an experience with it. And now there's tons of people who live in our bigger cities who have don't know anybody that farms or lives in a rural area or even lives in a small town, yeah. which would have been unheard of when I was a kid. So that was one of the reasons why we got into the Iowa Gallivant because to open people's eyes, these especially these main streets uh, all over Iowa. It's I think it's a really important thing because, uh, you know, one thing we never we tell people to say, or I should say never say, is the word actually. Because mm-hmm. I, I I say I, I you know I, I'm guilty of that every now and then, or I, at least I was. You know, some people would say, you know, for a small town, they actually have a great restaurant. <laughs> It's like, why can't they? <laughs> you know, why can't they? Well, if you went to, you know, if you went to Des Moines and they said, and you said, well, we went to Des Moines and we actually found a good restaurant, people would go, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, why can't a small town have just unbelievable food? Yeah, uh, exactly. A, a entertaining, an entertaining bar and just the most impressive history you've ever heard of. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's oh man, when you were bringing that up about people in Des Moines and these bigger cities, it reminded me when uh, COVID hit and the, the meat prices in the grocery store just went skyrocketing crazy and beef was doubling yeah. and tripling. And, you know, I'm a cattle producer. Our prices were 
plummeting and the prices yep. in the store were going skyrocket high and the producers in the middle, Tyson and all those people were making and the Packers were making unbelievable record amounts of money. And so That's I had right. some I had some friends in Sioux Falls and Des Moines and other places who reached out to me and started asking me how it works if they want to buy a beef for me and do it at the locker and stuff like that. And so I expanded my business a little that way. And now my friends in the big cities, every year they'll get a whole cow for me and they'll have all the steaks and burgers and everything yeah. and in the city and having their friends over and their friends are like, oh my gosh, this is like incredible meat like you can't get it like this in the grocery store and they're asking where'd you get it and he's like oh it's just my buddy who's a cattle farmer and yeah two thousand person <laughs> town you know and like they're like holy cow this is so good and so in a way that's kind of like instilling that small town ethos into the big cities and stuff a little bit absolutely COVID, yeah covid probably had a big obviously it was bad for a lot of restaurants but right. um you know in a way like in that sense it got meat and stuff from small towns into big cities yeah, the the the, um, the the thing though too is because of COVID we had to innovate. Yep. Which is never which is never a bad thing. We should always be trying to innovate, and unfortunately, it took a, a pandemic mm-hmm. to do this uh, for some people. But also, some businesses had, and some industries had a complete renaissance uh, during uh, COVID, and like our local lockers and meat shops. Yep. Where people realize, like you, and you're part of this. People realize how important they are, yeah, um, and and just how crucial they are. They and we'll get into this a little bit later. But mm-hmm. there used to be over 450 lockers in the state of Iowa. Where now we're just down to over 100. Yeah. Um. So and um. But the 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 thing that really, really like hit me like a thunderbolt is not only and especially with restaurants and lockers for that matter was during the pandemic is when everybody started going out, there was the labor crunch Yep, and people having to close their businesses because they just didn't have enough labor. And that's just the most heartbreaking way I can possibly imagine having to close your restaurant or any Mm -hmm. kind of business because you're too busy. Basically the money and revenue is right there, but you don't have the ways and means to really cultivate it because you just need that one more person, just one more reliable person to come into work every day and you can't get it. And it's yeah. just like, it wears you down. And there's some people, there's businesses that survived the COVID um, pandemic. And then there's the businesses that had to survive the labor crunch and they're still feeling it. And those folks, I have never, I, have, I was in the restaurant industry for over 20 years, mm-hmm. or I should say the hospitality industry. Um and working in kitchens and over, for over 20 years. And I've seen people having to close their businesses in so many ways. Sometimes it's positive. It's like, I'm retiring. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to sell this. I'm just, I'm just done. I, I made my money. I'm out of here. And there's the, there's obviously the, the other ones where, you know, unfortunately there's an act of God or there's a, a you know, electrical fire or grease fire or, or, you know, sometimes you just don't make money because you, and you weren't, but nobody, saw the labor crunch yeah like that nobody saw it coming and that was the most heartbreaking for me during that whole period yeah that was bad yeah well i'm glad that uh that the your I, I believe your following has grown to what it is because you have a passion and a purpose for these small town restaurants and people and so uh i know that you're using your platform for good for these restaurants and these people absolutely yeah and like and, and it's and folks are 
and are discovering like what they can do in a small town is not only a lot more um, affordable, but they can do everything they can in a small town that they were going to do if they drove four hours to a, a giant city. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, so for something or even like utilizing our own metro areas to more. You know, like I live in Iowa City and sometimes I'd have coworkers saying we're going to Chicago for the weekend and ask them what they're doing. And I get it. You don't get Wrigley Field anywhere else but the north side of Chicago. Yep. Okay? <laughs> it's not happening. Um, there's some certain start, uh, museums and other uh, things going on there. But some people would be like, yeah, we're going to get a hotel downtown. We're going to go bar hopping. And I'm like, you're going to drive right over the Quad Cities to do something in Chicago that you could have stopped in downtown Davenport yeah. and saved hundreds of dollars yep. and had just as much fun. Or sometimes people will say, you know, I like going to these big towns because, you know, um, my a restaurant, a hotel, a bar, um, a, uh, uh, you know, a nice park. Are, I, I don't have to drive anywhere. You know, I can just walk to all that. I'm like, yeah, guess mm-hmm. what? Glenwood, Iowa. <laughs> you ever heard of that one? They got <laughs> everything you just said. You yep. know, there's, uh, you know, there's um, Malvern, Iowa, another one in Mills County. I mean, there's. Tons of little towns that have that, especially sure. with those Airbnbs on the town squares. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's hop in. I'm excited, dude. I I love food. My listeners know. My friends know. I'm irrationally excited about food. I love it so much. And so this is going to be <laughs> such a fun episode for me. So let's hop into it. All right. You have done a taco tour. You've done the T-Bone Trail. You've done Best Between Bread. So many more food journeys. Uh, Iowa's worst road trip. Yeah, Iowa's. There's so many of them that people can see on your website. Do you have a favorite food journey that you have gone on? Oh, if I'm guessing, whoa. I feel like the T-Bone Trail had to have been absolutely incredible. Yeah, Iowa's worst road trip, casing the state for the best sausages up there. Okay. Um, I have obviously W U R S T. Yeah. Um, God, they were all so. We did a, our first one was actually biscuits and gravy. Oh my gosh! Um, that, a staple. That, that, was our, that was our first like series within our blog. Yeah, that, and that and that was pretty popular. And then the next one was uh, t- our taco tour, which was hugely popular. Yeah. And then I'm like, do best between bread. It won't be as popular as tacos. Why would it be? <laughs> but of course, that was wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah. And then I said, let's do Iowa's worst road trip. Um, I mean. It sounds awesome. We'll get a lot of clicks because of the name, of it, but yeah. it won't be as popular as Best Between Bread. No. Nope. Totally wrong. <laughs> Completely just like, yeah. And um, and then that's when we saw the really started to see the importance of our lockers and stuff like that. And then I got approached to do uh, the T- Western Iowa T- T-Bone Trail, 36 counties in the Western Iowa region by their uh, – um, tourism folks, uh, uh, Sarah Slater actually uh, came up with the idea. She's the economic developer in Ottawa County, and uh, what a like, saint! What a great idea! Oh, I know. <laughs> and she, she, that's yeah. I was just a pretty face promoting it. Yeah, it was all her idea, <laughs> and uh, and uh, she called me up and said, "Let's do this." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> no brainer, man." You want me to go around to 36 Western Iowa counties and use their steakhouses as a as the headliner? I'm all in. Yeah. So, Who wouldn't want to do that? And, and and we also went out to to producers uh, farms, too, though. So there was a lot it. that went into it. A, 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 a lot. I love it. There's a so I'm, I'm like six miles from Storm Lake, Iowa, 
mm-hmm. there's a group of guys. It's actually grown. It started with like six friends, and now I think it's up to like fifteen to twenty people that do it. They do a taco, a taco tour every year in Storm Lake, just around Storm Lake, because we've got, I don't know, we've got like ten to twelve places where you can get legit, authentic tacos now around here. And so yeah, they've, you do. Yeah, they've started their little thing. Uh-huh. And man, if you're uh, if you're ever back in Storm Lake, I've got to introduce you to some killer New Mexican restaurants and stuff around here. I'll, oh, I'll really? We've been to a few there. That's good. I think I've yeah. been about every single one except. There's like three new ones that I've learned about in the past few weeks. And so my barber, um, my barber is a Mexican guy and he's always trying to keep me updated on all the new food trucks and yeah. stuff going on. And so, man, if you're ever back in the area, you got to hit me up. We're going to go eat our way through Storm Lake. Nice. That's what that's interesting <laughs> you say that because I always tell folks, especially um, um, when you're in a town you've never been in, go go uh, sit down and either talk to the stylist or the barber of where to go. They'll they because they, they get all the gossip. Yeah, <laughs> yep, you're they not get wrong. All the gossip. They know <laughs> totally where to go. <laughs> oh man. So do you have? Um, I mean, you. I bet you have experienced some incredible things, met amazing people. Do you have some extra memorable experiences that stand out to you from your travels? Maybe it was a oh yeah a new food oh, that man. blew your mind or totally surprised you or like a small town that like way over delivered or maybe it was just some incredible people that you met along the way yes um i you right 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 when you said that um that they retired uh right before covid but these uh uh george and rosemary uh down in sigourney iowa and uh, they had a, a a pizza place called george's and uh we were it's just phenomenal pizza it's a greek family um, and if you ever see like, uh, a restaurant that's called, um, you know, uh, uh pizza and steakhouse, it's in my experience, every family that owns it has been Greek okay, um, or, or from a Grecian, um, uh, uh, heritage. Interesting. Um, yeah, it really is. And, and actually the pizza steakhouse concept is very, very, um, unique to iowa it's not everywhere everywhere mm-hmm. it's not even everywhere in the midwest um because and some people when they they i talk about that, they're like pizza and steakhouse it's like interesting i'm like yeah you can get a heck of a prime rib and one of the best pizzas of your life um <laughs> uh and like we were doing i was watching him make his world famous dough and we had the video going and I was there because I was scouting Ragbri. That's another series that we did really successful yeah. where we went through the overnights, um, like uh, before Ragbri would go. So people get a taste of the town. Um, people pull out all wife, the food stops for Ragbri. Yeah. His wife totally video bombed the video. And it was <laughs> so great because she had this raw pork tenderloin breaded. <laughs> And just flapping it <laughs> in the air with her Greek act, this thick Greek accent saying, the best tenderloin, the best tenderloin. Oh, my God. It was just perfect. And it's like, those are the characters we, we meet. Um, and it was just, I, it would have been a fun video with George and his and his dough and his technique and everything like that. But it's almost like she was a marketing genius. She's like, nah, yeah. we've got to get this these views up. And of course, <laughs> Um, and oh, then, I love it. And what we, when it comes to like what we've noticed, it, it doesn't shock us anymore. It didn't really sh- shock me per se when it first started happening. Um, but uh, small town Iowa does Chinese food better than any Dude. large city 
in in Iowa. Um, and I, I, I already I realize that, that it might sound like I'm knocking our metro areas. I'm trying not to. Sure. I live in a metro area. I grew up in metro areas. I, and there's a lot of great things to do. Uh, however, we fall into this trap where sometimes you have to go to those areas to find the gourmet ingredients, the great restaurants and things yeah. like that. Um, and trust me, they got a lot of them. They do. We, we've we've kind of rediscovered our own hometown in the past year. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, like we went like the first um, restaurant, Chinese restaurant that just completely blew our minds uh, was uh, Dang's Garden in Knoxville, Iowa. Okay. And from there on out, it started just getting better and better when we'd go to a small town Chinese restaurant. It's just so good. They um, And one of the most viewed uh, uh, videos on our on our Facebook page or wherever was when I did the technique of how I eat a crab rangoon. And it was, <laughs> it was, um, in Ottawa, Iowa, there in uh, Monona County. Yep. And, um, the, the bamboo, um, and, uh, the, uh, uh, I take it like, uh, like almost like a fortune cookie and just kind of yeah. split it open the crab rangoon. And then I stuff a shrimp inside and I close it back up and then I dip it in the sweet and sour sauce, and then oh I my. eat it like that. That sounds glorious. And holy crap. Oh, that People, sounds so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, folks from Ottawa just went crazy because he's like, oh, he's at – and everybody in <laughs> Ottawa knew that's a fantastic Chinese restaurant. That was no secret to them. But people were like, I've never done this before, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, so it was it was one of those things um, uh, I love that, that just took off. And I think – um, oh gosh, you know what really what really got to me uh, was during the T Bone Trail with all the amazing prime rib uh, night specials, mm-hmm. out in, especially in Western Iowa. And the the coolest thing about the restaurants on in Western Iowa is you guys out there do hash browns better than anywhere in the country. <laughs> that is one of those. Play- I'm telling you right now, you you just do, and it's like. In my neck of the woods, you can only usually only get hash browns during breakfast time. Sure. Whereas in those ste- in those steakhouses and some of those po- bars and places like that, it's on the dinner menu too. So yep. getting a mound of hash browns with your steak supper, oh my god, yeah, I can't beat it. Yeah, in Utah, Iowa, does has I think has the best hash browns uh, in the state of Iowa. Where was that? Utah, Iowa. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah. Is that like part County, of Charter Oak? Yeah, Charter yep. UTE, right? Part yeah. of Charter Oak Ute? Yeah. yeah. Added J's is a place. Oh, Jesus. Those are good. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Oh, you're getting me fired up. I'm going to start. Yeah. When I'm in, when I'm editing the pod, I'm going to be writing all these down while I'm listening. <laughs> so I can go do my own little my own little travels. Um, I imagine something that, you know, I guess you've touched on it with the Greek lady, but I imagine the people ultimately are, are what make the travel so much fun. You probably meet. I mean, we're Midwest nice here in Iowa. That's what we're known for. I bet you meet some incredible people, welcoming people. One thing about small town Iowa or Iowa in general, we get we get really excited when we like see ourselves on TV or on a computer or something like that. So like I was fired Mm -hmm. up when you were coming through BB County and Elta and Storm Lake and all that when I first discovered Mm -hmm. you. And and so I imagine people are super welcoming and probably super pumped to have you there and just really nice and 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 hospitable oh yeah yeah and you know i I like the finer things in life but i'm okay with a little uh, duct tape on the bar stool 
Yeah. And that's, that's where we get some of our store, best uh, local stories from and the, from the best locals. Um, it really does. And we, we've God, we've met so many just amazing characters um, throughout our, our travels, some really interesting folks. And I'll be honest with you, honest with you there's been times where we meet somebody and they love, they just love to visit. And it's like, well, I've got a roast in the oven. We got to go. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, mid, the, the 38 minute Midwest goodbye. Oh yeah, totally. So, but uh, um, yeah, it's, and like you said, a lot of folks are really pumped uh, when we're, when we're showing up to town and which is great. And it's, it, it's, it, it's been an amazing treat to see how um, excited people get uh, compared to when we first started, because it didn't really actually take long for folks to realize, like, there's a guy going out there that specializes in Iowa and especially rural rural areas. And I should bring up the micropolitans, the micropolitan cities like Keokuk and Fort Madison, and yeah. Fort Dodge, uh, you know, those those towns that are like around between 10 to 20,000 in population. Yep. You know, um, when it comes to the whole tourism aspect, um, from what I can see is a lot of times the micropolitan areas are kind of like an afterthought. It's like the, the small town um, lure is getting is is growing and it has a lot, especially since COVID. Mm -hmm. There's always, the metro areas are always going to get their fair share of visitors and tourism and publicity. But like like I said, those micropolitan uh, cities like like Fort Dodge and um, um, and Keokuk, especially uh, sure. those really like historic towns that maybe had their economic powerhouse days long ago. And you can kind of get there to town. And you can kind of see like, yep, they're in a, a read of, you know, they're revitalizing their economic status and things like that. And the folks there know it. They know that that like, you know, back in the 60s and 70s is when they they peaked out. Um, and uh, they just really appreciate it when folks come and give them um, some big time publicity. Yeah. You know, like our southeast Iowa is where like we have a huge fan base, especially in Lee County. That's Fort Madison uh, Keokuk, also up in Des Moines County and Burlington. Um, those are those are places that are getting back into the groove, so to speak. And they've got unbelievable trusty locals who will not give up on their neighborhood neighborhoods and their towns. I love to, it. You know, and it's um, especially those Mississippi River towns. I tell folks all the time, Muscatine, um, you know, Clinton, uh, all the way up and down the uh, mississippi that's the oldest part of iowa and you see some of the best architecture if you're an artist those those are your places you need to go because um you you'll see some true beauty and you you can get a get a nice gallery for pretty cheap out there yeah <laughs> yeah there's a man i was just thinking of i thought of this while you're talking i wish so back in the day there was a restaurant in elta that you would have absolutely loved it was called the depot and mm -hmm. uh, they brought in, it was a train car that a bunch of, my dad was part of the people that helped bring it here. Um, they shipped it here. And then this couple in town turned it into a restaurant. And they had uh, in the train car section, they had pinball and darts uh -huh. and a bar and people would sit there and eat and oh, appetizers right and stuff. And then they had an yeah. open restaurant area in the front too. They had incredible steaks and sandwiches and burgers and yeah, the best Shirley Temple a kid could ever want, and uh, that's just like 
such a cool unique like small town thing. Yeah. like that's what this kind of stuff you find and oh man i wish i wish that place was still it's a absolutely iconic days gone by restaurant here and when you were talking about the 60s and 70s it made me think of that and i love seeing like the pictures of my dad and all these farmers and people business guys in town bringing it in and like main streets so you see pictures of like towns in the 70s main street is right. packed full of cars yeah. and there's people everywhere and man i get nostalgic i wasn't even around in the 70s but i get nostalgic for that stuff I miss oh it. yeah yeah g- grandma would bring her good purse so yep. you know those sort of days <laughs> yeah you know we're going to town man yeah I, I i love those stories too yeah it's, it's yeah. um I, and uh there's some of those places still exist and you bet. um you know and uh and we, we i want to find every single one of them well you better believe that if i hear of one or see one i'm texting you and let yeah, you know <laughs> so i don't want you in i don't want to make you uncomfortable because there's probably a lot of people out there that you've tried their food but do you have a favorite iowa restaurant of all time that you've been to that stands out to you Ooh. and then and then after this i want to know your favorite outside of the state of iowa one because okay. you've done some travels all over the country and down south and stuff like that so do you have a favorite iowa restaurant yeah uh you know and i used to shy away from this re- from this kind of question okay um i i don't anymore um i think it's important you know and, you know it's um to to express like um you know where your favorite places are that's why we do a top seven with a radio station in waterloo uh every yeah. two weeks you know it's a you know the 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 topics could range from my favorite scenic overlooks my favorite pork tenderloins my favorite uh uh you know my favorite uh byways to my favorite donuts you know so um pound for pound i think my favorite restaurant in oh man yeah i have to say this um pound for pound my favorite restaurant in the state of Iowa right now, and this could change. It okay. really could, um, because like, we do so much traveling. Yeah. Is the uh, uh, fire fireside steakhouse and lounge in Anthem? Uh, uh, oh, I've Eastern, been there. That place is yeah, awesome. Eastern Woodbury County. You're getting so good. Oh, the food, the entrees, amazing. The best salad bar in the state of Iowa. Oh my gosh, the salad yeah. the salad bar is incredible. Yeah, and their appetizers are just amazing roasted chicken holy smokes it's so oh my good gosh. everything there yeah the, we had a giant the uh, first time we went there we had a giant uh, uh tomahawk ribeye that we used as an appetizer between like 10 of us <laughs> <laughs> we just got you know so we just kind of i just sliced it up for like 10 of us and went with well with the rest of our appetizers i love um, that and then um uh yeah like you know you know this place i mean this salad bar i mean it's you gotta love those plates for one thing you gotta love a place that still has a salad bar yeah oh they're the best and um everything there is super fresh cut right there in the kitchen homemade this the soups are always amazing um and uh um i've been there a few times now um and what was my our first time there is when we were doing the t-bone trail the first year which would have been uh 2021 and um the owner um joined our table he actually had supper with us too um and he he he, uh i'm not going to try to embarrass him too much but you could tell that he was really um appreciative of what we were doing especially for and he said it like what we're doing for small towns and how special it is 
um, he, he, you know, he got a little choked up a little bit when he was doing a speech because I mean, it was kind of cool. Um, and I, you know, um, it was, uh, it was a, just a great experience. And they give you those little, little metal bowls of ice cream. Oh yeah. Your meal, whether you order it or not. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say pound for pound the, the fireside, uh, steakhouse and lounge. That's um, a and great when you call. Have the, when you have the word lounge in the name of your restaurant, I already love you that much yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those, uh, you know, around here, it's like everyone in my town and like the small towns that you're friends, everyone knows about like these restaurants that are all within like 60 miles that yeah. are that are great. And so I remember the night that I went there is me and, you know, like 15 other friends from around here. We all pile into like three vehicles and husbands and wives and friends. And we yeah. all we all make the trip to go eat there because it's one of those things you're all sitting around talking. You're like, oh, man, we got to go to that awesome one. And kingsley we got to go to that one in anthem and yeah. then, you know you go you go make a night of it and do it it's so much that place is great yeah yeah and if you want if some people like you know we can go i know that we could go all night about certain uh styles of cooking or certain styles of restaurants but especially like with farm to table um i think the best restaurant and i have to give them a shout out too that if you are if you seek farm to table um uh restaurants you have to go to primrose and corning um, right. unbelievable chef um, and a crew that uh, is just amazing. And guess what? The best margarita in the state of Iowa is not <laughs> at a Mexican restaurant. In my that It's at Primrose. All right. Corner. Yeah. And um, they, they just, they don't have a huge menu, which is fine. Um, and they, they get a lot of their stuff locally, almost, almost all their stuff locally, if not all of it. Um, and the, the chef could have gone anywhere, could have gone anywhere to open up his dream restaurant, chose Corning, Iowa, which is my dad's hometown, uh, oh, Adams nice. County, Iowa, which is the least populated county in Iowa and has been my whole life, my dad's whole life, my grandparents' whole life. Um, so maybe forever since the conception Dang. of Iowa. Um, and like I said, could have gone anywhere, but he chose the most, the, the least populated county in the state. Could have opened it in Omaha, Chicago, Twin Cities, Des Moines, whatever. But nope, right there in the county seat of Adams County. And I just, I think that's really amazing. Nice. I'm going to give you, the, I, man, this, I this it kept coming up in my head when I was trying to think of favorites. So I love the Iowa Tap Room in Des Moines. They have great food, and the beer selection is of Iowa craft beers is incredible. But a place, if you're in Des Moines, that you got to try, in my opinion, is called Curban Cuisine. Okay, and it I is been there. unbelievable. The food is incredible. Curban Cuisine. Curban Cuisine. Okay. So if you're in Des Moines, the family or whatever, they yeah. my favorite thing on their menu. They have amazing different kinds of fries. And my Ooh. favorite thing on their menu is like a Thai PB&J fry. It's fries covered in <laughs> a Thai peanut sauce and this like jalapeno raspberry jelly. And, oh, then, I mean, and it is a massive portion. And you can get it with an awesome burger or sandwich or pizza. I mean, the, oh. the menu is incredible. This place is awesome. You have to try yes. it if you're in Des Moines. I, I, I love it. And so next time you're in, since we're on the topic of Des Moines. Yes. Uh, I'll go to there. I'll go there as long as you go to the Heston House. The Heston House? Yeah, it's or Heston Haas, I guess I should Heston, say. Okay. Um, it's built out of the old depot downtown Des Moines. Okay. And um, obviously it's a, a German-themed uh, pub and lots of great food, a nice-sized menu. 
but their mozzarella sticks are made from scratch right there. They are really long and thick, and you can jump rope with the mozzarella cheese. Oh, oh so, my gosh, yeah. you're speaking my language. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's one, and the, the, and the pretzels, too. You, and you can only imagine, it's a, it's a German-style restaurant, so they better have good All pretzels. Right. But those mozzarella yeah. sticks are the best that I've had in the state of Iowa, for sure. Well, I'm going to Des Moines in uh, like three weeks. I'm going to be there for four days with some buddies from high school. Uh, there you so go. I'm going to add that to the list. I'm going to add if they Excellent. don't want to go, I'm going by myself. <laughs> for sure. Oh, I don't know why they wouldn't go. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. The great beer list. Um, always a fun atmosphere. It's one of our it's one of our go to's in Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, my favorite like new. I don't know if it's a new food trend or what, but like they're popping up all over the place. It's like this old like downtowns or warehouse districts where you go into like a big warehouse building now and it's like a food court with like eight or nine different restaurants you can pick and choose from with the big like central seating area those are like my new favorite food experience i love yeah those are great much yeah we've been to a few of those in the state too yeah like you got the nubo market in cedar rapids yeah um, and then there's uh there's a great one down in atumwa um i went from uh thailand to east africa to mexico oh my gosh in, in steps down I love the, it so much. And a lot of times, especially the one in Cedar Rapids, they're incubators for small businesses. Like they're not really designed to stay there forever, even though you want them to, because you one day they're there. And then when you, you go back, they're gone. It's mm-hmm. not because they're out of business. It's because they did. They made enough uh, capital uh, at Nubo or wherever these places are that they can get that brick and mortar themselves. Oh, so I, I love that. that that concept is amazing. And yeah, that they're, they're very much um, useful and needed in a lot of communities. So I'm not sure um, if that's the same kind of concept of what you were talking about in Des Moines, but for some of these, that's exactly what they're doing. They're just small business incubators so they can get that, um, that, that uh, bigger building um, someday. Gosh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I went to, I recently went to Florida with a buddy to visit our old, um, one of our former pastors and his wife who moved there for a different job. And we went to one and I had the best pizza I've ever had in my life. And then Mm -hmm. there was a Greek place and there was this amazing like cookie place and I got a cookie and then there was an awesome coffee shop right there. And there (laughs) was sushi around the corner. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm in heaven. You can travel the the world without a, without a passport when you go to those places. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Do you have, uh, cause I've got an idea for you, any new food journeys in the works that you're going to be putting together here for a new, a, a new adventure. Yeah. We've been thinking about a, a few of them. Um, one, one of them, one of the ideas, I know it may not sound very creative, but is getting back to some of those, um, ones that, especially the best between bread. I think we could have done a better job at that, even though it's okay. usually successful, but I think we could, we can narrow down things a little bit more but i also thought one of one called the iowa fun guy um whereas i'm a fun kind of guy but i yeah. also love mushrooms yes i so love mushrooms to, i go into places that have uh um, something mushroomy on their menu and just killing it um and you know like fried mushrooms whatever or mushroom pizza um you know portabella like there's a barbecue place here in iowa city that does a killer smoked portobello sandwich and oh what gosh, i what i like incredible. to do there is i get the i get the 
the uh, like smoked chicken wings or the smoked brisket, and then I get one of those as you know a side, yeah. <laughs> in a sandwich, you know, <laughs> side. because it's so good. I know it's meant for like vegetarians, but I'm like, damn, that's dude. In some of that, yeah. mushrooms done yeah. right are top tier food. I yeah, love exactly. them so much. Yeah. So and there's a obviously tons of styles, and that's what we would go after too. Um, is trying to find people who have like different varieties in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, maybe like kind of like intertwine that with like morel season two. I, I know I won't get anybody to um, let me <laughs> tag along yeah. um, with them. And, but I will give people a little hint. I, I am not an avid morel mushroom hunter, uh, but one of the best pieces of pieces of advice I got from a guy was when I was a chef out in South Dakota. Um, and he was bringing, we would buy morel mushrooms from him by like the paper bag full, like grocery bag. Mm-hmm. And so much where I was like, these are awesome, but I can't, we just can't do anymore. We got too much. <laughs> and I said, like, what is your secret? I know you're not going to tell me where you're getting these. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I will tell you this. He said, go to places where there was either a control burn or a wildfire the year before. Ooh. So, and he's like, you know, in here in the Black Hills of South Dakota, that's pretty easy for us to do. Yeah. Um, how and he's like, but it works everywhere. And I'm like, he's like, that's the only thing I'm going to tell you to do. So that's what I tell folks um, when they're hunting for mushrooms. They always have their spot, but if you're looking for a new spot, see like where there might have been like a control burn for like a prairie preserve, <laughs> yeah, something like that, or or God forbid, a wildfire. Uh, we yeah. do actually get those every now and then. And I, yeah. a lot of people don't realize that we do get brush fires every now and then. So go back in history, figure out where those were at and then go hunting uh, uh, when you get the chance. So <laughs> um, I don't know if you'd want to eat this one, but the biggest mushroom I've ever seen in my life. I, uh, I saw it, it was like two years ago. In one of my fields, I was spread manure really, really thick in the fall oh, in the fall on a field because i was going to be putting my silage corn there and i wanted to have it uh-huh. really nutrient dense and rich with my manure and when we went out there in the spring to work the ground and then plant the corn i found a mushroom out there that was the size of like a volleyball oh my god sitting on top of the yeah. soil i went and picked it and i kept it like just sitting on the farm for like three weeks so i was just mesmerized <laughs> at how big it was but i didn't try to eat or anything i imagine it's probably not the kind you want to eat no, but it, probably it was not. massive. It might it might have been one of those that was a little illegal on the illegal side too. <laughs> try to eat yes. that, so yeah. <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think that you should at some point, and and maybe you're more of the savory over the sweet. But I would love to see, and I would love to be able to be a part of it. Uh, a donut, a donut journey, the best oh. donuts in Iowa. Yes, and you, that- and you would have to come yeah. to the Storm Lake Bakery in Storm Lake, Iowa. They would blow your mind with their I've donuts. Had the, yeah i've had like the pretzel shaped uh glazed donut nice before I, I, that's the only one i've had there but i know i should have more oh they're yeah, donut that, holes they're glazed twists they're maple pecans everything there is unbelievable yeah oh yeah we've had tons of donuts all over the state yeah fritters are some of the greatest things ever oh, ever yeah. uh, put on <laughs> planet earth so for sure yeah absolutely we should do something like that oh man all right. Well, as part of my as part of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast, one of our like our core thing we do is we do lists and rankings and we make Mount Rushmore's of certain things. And so because it is November, it is fall, we are going into soup season. 
Mm-hmm. I got my Mount Rushmore soup. I want to hear your Mount Rushmore of soups. Okay. So I did a little homework on this one. That was the, the one of the few questions you baited me with. Yeah. So now <laughs> I do have a question for you. Now, okay. The Mount Rushmore is of soups. Is it soups in general or the soups I've gotten in Iowa and or both? Oh, you could do whatever you want. Mine are just okay. ones in general. But if you want to go specific, have at it, buddy. Okay, great. Well, the the George Washington um, okay. on this uh, of of the uh, Mount Rushmore, <laughs> I I think um, would would it would have to be, uh, you know, like a very hearty um, chicken broth um, uh, soup, like a chicken noodle soup. Obviously, it fits yeah. in there. Um, I mean, I guess that you would have to put that in there. Um, personally, I kind of gravitate towards the creamier soups. Yeah. So, I mean, a chow, clam chowders, if that's gotta be in there. Um, I think, it, uh, you know, Vietnamese pho. Oh, um, I love pho is, so much. It's got you, you, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of soups, I mean, you, that's gotta be in there. So now we're the, we're got, we got, we're up to three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then the, the fourth, you'd have to go um your uh tomato base like a bisque or something yes. or or like a or like a chipino or think something like that um so those right there um have got to be like and for folks that have never been to a vietnamese restaurant um the the, the best part about those places is getting that pho and you want to say pho because of the way it's it's yep. um um uh, spelled yep i actually feel silly when i say pho even though i'm saying it right <laughs> i still want to say pho but uh um it's it starts you out in that cuisine in a really easy way because i don't know a single pho i've ever had where i've like pushed it away and said ooh, you know yeah because it's delicious i mean the the, the broth is always scorching hot there's <laughs> yes, actually it is. there's always there's actually a style where you get served thinly cut pieces of of raw beef yep because of the broth is so scorching hot you take it with your chopstick or a fork and dip it in that broth and it's cooked instantly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, (laughs) i personally gravitate towards the seafood ones um and it's it's always got um you can you spice it up to whatever level you want Mm -hmm. because and because i'm a condiment hoarder and i love condiments on my tables so the the thai restaurants and the vietnamese restaurants always have tons of awesome uh condiments that you can yeah. add to it um so it's an easy way to open yourself up to a another uh ethnicity when it comes to food which it's an it's not intimidating at all and yes you take that first slurp and you're going to be addicted um <laughs> It's like I also, and we'll get back to the soups, but that's why I tell folks with Indian uh, restaurants, actually go to the all you can eat buffet. It, you, you, you may say, I've never, why would I commit to a buffet when I've never had Indian food? Well, you get to dabble, you know, you get to like yep. figure out what your palate's going to like. You're not going to like it all. Yes. Trust me, you're not. But there will be something in an Indian restaurant, you're going to bite into it and you're going to be like, where has this been my whole life? You know? So, <laughs> yep. um, um but uh getting back to the soups uh you know of course we talked about the the, the fireside and anthem they always have a great soup at their yep. salad bar but uh um uh you know the tiktok in cedar rapids an old school neighborhood bar 
um, has had legendary chili. We used to go there um, a lot when, I, especially when I lived in Marion. You know, you get a pork tenderloin, breaded pork tenderloin, and a cup of chili or a bowl of chili. I mean, that's how great is that? I mean, you're living um, life right there. Oh yeah, so that's definitely so. Like the Mount Rushmore of soups in Iowa, that's on there. Um, you know, oh gosh, you got to go with like a good corn chowder places like that uh oh my gosh it's so tough to to narrow that down. there's so oh, many good ones the sun cafe here in iowa city uh they have a fantastic pho that's a vietnamese restaurant obviously um that's one of my best or my i should say one of my favorites in the state um, i love going to the mexican restaurants and getting their getting their soups so a lot of times there's like whole corn on the cobs and like maybe that's a yes you know, something like that. Big old chunks of carrots and things like hominy and stuff like that. Um, those are always great. Uh, but what I tell folks is um, if there's a restaurant, especially like a small town diner or a greasy spoon or things like that, and you know that there's stuff made from scratch and they've got a soup of the day, you need to kill it. Have to get it. What, what the temperature is outside. If it's 90 degrees in <laughs> August and they have like, chicken and wild rice soup yeah they get it like beef and beef and vegetable i mean you do not steer away from that um i used to uh uh love going to the uh winter time or i should say the colder tailgates because there was always going to be like great chilies there uh, oh, i used yeah. to make a reuben soup where i would garnish it with the gardetto rye crisp oh my gosh uh, that sounds so good so yeah i mean yeah so this yeah you you are right we're in the the best uh, part of the year when it comes to soup. Oh, season. it's my favorite time of year. November, yeah. like October through March. Like uh, I'm, a, I'm okay with winter. I like colder weather, soup, shorter days. Yeah. It makes for a nice short day on the farm. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Definitely. I, uh, so right. my Mount Rushmore, I will, I will die for this soup. I love it so much. My number one is French onion soup. Oh yeah. I yeah, love definitely. French onion soup yeah. so much. Uh, uh I have a friend whose wife makes a sausage tortellini soup. Mm. It blows my mind how good it is. So yeah. that's my number two. My number three is chili, specifically my own. I love my own recipe. Mm -hmm. And then four, I'm going pho, like we talked about. It's yeah. glorious. My buddy uh -huh. Chad, who listens to the podcast, who sponsors the podcast, hates pho. I got pho with him once. He thought it was terrible. Uh, Chad. Come on, get your life right, buddy. Really? Yeah. Come on, Chad. And he's an Asian food uh. lover, too. And he didn't like pho. <laughs> Man, all right. What's your... Yeah, that, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> what, what is your your thought? This is a... This can be a hot, a hot topic that really sets people apart and divides people. What's your thoughts on chili and cinnamon rolls? Nah, I'm not a big fan. Really? Uh, I do know people... Yeah, I do, I do know people that uh, really like it it's actually and i'm not saying like this is the reason why i don't like it it's it's way more popular in nebraska um okay. the, it, it's like one of their it's, it's like their thing um out <laughs> there um and it just I, now here's the thing i don't mind having the cinnamon roll on the side because that brings me back to my glorious lunch lady days i can <laughs> think about that but i do know i know people that will dip it that's what i do chili. i dip it See, I can't do that. I can't think. Oh, I, I, it's so good. I, and oh, since you love this, you have got to get up to uh, a humble, 
uh, right on their main drag. Okay. Uh, sometimes on their salad bar slash soup bar, they have chili and mounds of cinnamon rolls. Oh my gosh! Going back, yeah. So you get. I would nice... pay a hundred dollars for that meal. Yeah, you get. Um. Uh. Oh gosh, what's the name of it? I saw it. I never got there with my with a buddy of mine. We both wanted to go. There was a place in Fort Dodge. I can't remember the name of it. It was uh-huh. a pizza place, and they had a chili and cinnamon roll pizza they were doing for oh, the wow. month of October. I wanted to try oh, that. That's so bad. cool. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll get a big old bowl when I make chili. I'll put the cinnamon roll in the bowl and then fill my bowl with chili after that. Nice. So my yes. cinnamon roll is in there, and I have people that tell me like I'm a psychopath for doing <laughs> that. I don't care. I love it so much. Yeah, seven one six Maine in Humboldt. All right. So and, and I would, what I would do is I'd call ahead and see if it's the day they're having the cinnamon rolls uh, out with the chili, and that could right. be yeah, you would you would love it. And then um, near Humboldt is a town called Thor. Okay. There's a, a supper club called Unkies out there, and it's one of those old school small town restaurants um that the that the humboldt county folks just swear by it got great prime ribs so yeah that's Love a, that yep definitely i used to deliver uh, office supplies to a place in dakota city which is basically humboldt um yeah. there's vinnie's barbecue there i would go there and eat in dakota city um i gotta go to this place what was it, 716 maine is that what you said yep mm-hmm. and then have you ever been to Pasquale's Pizza in Humboldt? Oh, yes, I have. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I know their their frozen pizza is great. Have it right from the oven at at Pasquale's. Holy, oh, so holy. good. Yeah, and I had a great Italian sausage sandwich there from Pasquale's too. Man, I love it so yeah. much. Yep. All right. Do you have a uh, a favorite food TV show that you like uh, to a- watch? Yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, well, my all-time favorite is um, the old-school Iron Chef, where they had the the, uh, the English dubbed over the Japanese. Oh, nice! Was like watch, watching like a kung fu movie, but cooking. Um, <laughs> that was definitely my. That will always be my favorite cooking <laughs> show. Um, you know, and my and my favorite part about that show is when they would dub the voiceovers over. Um, they would. Uh, add the sound effects of like people eating like you don't really need to do that but they did it anyway like they go oh you know, it's just like, i get it he's taking a big bite of something or they go like they're slurping something so it was very like old school kung oh, fu movie that's type. great yeah um and, uh, uh east meets west uh, uh uh ming shai or excuse me ming sai ming sai that guy's uh, amazing yeah one of my favorite cookbooks too hot sour salty sweet uh the the uh um old school original uh food uh network shows when they were really raw you know those you know when Bar- mario Batali was just getting a start yeah those, those shows i thought were really awesome like and you watch like the documentary of like some of those shows and how they began like mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to say cut like it's like no we have to keep rolling mm-hmm. no matter what like one time mario Batali sliced his hand open but you didn't you didn't see it until they did the documentary and he had his hand covered up by a napkin. But they couldn't stop. They couldn't be like, okay, nope. cut. Let's pick it. No, they didn't have the 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 budget for it. Currently, you know, obviously, I mean, I still watch Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Uh, it's so I, good. You can't, you can't help but get drawn into that. Yep, you can't. Their marathons. Um, 
and uh um but uh it, currently like uh what i really enjoy seeing is like you know my my daughter and my wife they have like their shows like the uh that they love watching and they got and my daughter's really got into cooking probably more because of the cooking shows than what i do at home yeah <laughs> um but uh um and uh, it's uh it, it's it's really interesting to see like where they've progressed and things like that um and but, but you i keep keep going back to the older um shows that, uh, that you can still find some places yeah uh, uh, uh on the internet or on like some streaming services so yeah but that old school iron chef absolutely greatest cooking show of all time if you ask yeah <laughs> um it's funny that you say it's a great segue you say that that your wife and daughter are watching it's fun to see how they've progressed um the iowa food scene here in the state is mm-hmm. evolving and it's going strong and i have friends like i who live in des moines it is impossible to keep up with the amount of restaurants in Des Moines and Des Moines growth. Yeah. When I go visit, I have a running list on my phone and my buddies are always going out to eat and they're telling me we got to go here. We got to go there. I'm going for four days in uh, early December. We're going to try to eat at like seven places if we can to knock off the list. But like, yeah, the food scene here is like growing and it's ever evolving. And it's just, I don't know. It just warms my heart to see the Midwest and Iowa you know, getting big on the food scene like that. And I feel like Iowa is severely undervalued and maybe underappreciated when it comes to the food scene. So many people just look past us or look over us or the calls to fly over state. And I think people need to take time to like slow down and actually see what we got going on here. We have some incredible food and it's not like, oh yeah, from the sixties, like a a tenderloin and some tater tots like that's amazing by the way but we also have some incredibly new like evolving stuff and like we're iowa is is definitely like a place to be when it comes to food in my opinion oh for sure and you know like like you said you can't you cannot it's impossible to keep up with the restaurants and breweries that are popping up in des moines Mm -hmm. i mean it's possible and i would add cedar rapids to that too yeah um in cedar rapids cobble hill i think it's the best seafood i've had in the midwest Oh. And I've been Twin City, Chicago. I mean, I've been all the metro areas and big cities you can think of several times in the Midwest. But uh, uh, right now, Cedar Rapids, what I would have to say, uh, you know, Des Moines is getting the most restaurants yep. because it's the biggest city. But right now, Cedar Rapids, holy smokes, it's like the cool kids club. <laughs> it's like, and, um, and same with Southwest Iowa, too. The small towns, if you want to open up a like a either a, a, a casual fine or a, even like a, like I said, the Primrose and Corning, sure, um, it's their great restaurants are coming up there. And what one thing that's happening, not only in like Cedar Rapids and Iowa City and Des Moines and Quad Cities, um, is but in small towns too, or people are coming home. And, and one of the things is is like they moved away. They've done the big city thing they've done the college thing and this is not just for restaurants it's 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 um for um entrepreneurialism in general yeah um they they think back about their hometowns and they're like you know what it was cheaper i felt safer things like that and i miss it and Mm -hmm. they're like i did my thing here we're going home and they have that really kind of heroic feeling of coming back to a town square that's 
needed business for a really long time and helping get that that push into those places like like Mount Air down there uh, in Ringgold County. Yeah. Um, a very successful, youthful um, charge is going on there. Shenandoah is another example of that. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. And where, yeah, like one of the people I met in Mount Air, um, she, we went to the rare market, which is dub, it's spelled like, you know, Mount Air, the air part is, is A Y R. So rare market, you can imagine how that's spelled. Air or R. R A W R. Sometimes it's hard <laughs> for me to say that out loud because it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit the, the 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 ears right sometimes when you try to spell it out. But um, they brought together like a uh, a bunch of people who moved back not at the exact same time but in the same time period of like when they went they grew up there went to high school there moved out. She was like a um, a marketing like uh, guru with McDonald's in Tokyo. That was like her last job before moving back to Mount Air. Wow. I mean, like not only was she, was she doing marketing, like she was like one of the, like one of the, I, as far as I could understand, she was pretty high up there, but mm -hmm. they're like, you know what? We, we want to go home, you know? Um, and those stories are popping up all over the place. I love that. And, um, and it's, it's a great way for people coming back who are, if you're already familiar with the town, it, it's a little bit easier to open up a business. But then there's the folks who grew up in California or Florida or maybe like Austin and places like that um, that did, weren't really familiar with Iowa. And but they wanted to open, they just wanted to have their own darn coffee shop, you know? Yeah. You know, that's all they wanted. So, like the one in Holstein, Iowa, I mean, that's a perfect example and you know they might they may not um um uh you know intertwine with every single person that lives in that community in the exact same way but the community is supporting them because they want a coffee shop too mm -hmm. and they realize you know yeah they could have opened it up in another place and it would have been a huge struggle just to make ends meet from the bills you know you know, and there's uh, uh, that you'd have and the, the high the inflated rent and stuff like that. So people are finding like these, especially like old banks. Man, if you got an old bank in town. Yeah. You know, find find a chef out there somewhere. Yep. And because those things, not only are they usually the architecture, usually pretty nice. But they're built to withstand a blast, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, so it's a structure, you know, structurally saying. It's pretty sound. <laughs> I love that. I imagine, uh, I feel like you and I are like long lost twin brothers. Uh, <laughs> I imagine because you love food as much as I do and your travels and you've made a career out of it that you love to cook also. You, you have some favorite things you like to make? The things that I like cooking the most are the, are the stuff that takes a long time. Oh, yeah. um, I love steaks, but I will take a pot roast. Oh um, yeah! Over a steak, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd go give me grandma's pot roast any yep. day of the week. Um, but so like yeah, things that um, uh, I love cooking are things that take a long time. Um, I'm a kind of guy that likes to cook until bubbly, so any kind of casseroles. Um, yes, we um, we uh, we always uh, do a great job with leftovers and time. We get pretty creative with those every now and then. Um, we uh we utilize um 
you know, what we can get here in Iowa City is the markets pretty well. So, you know, we do a lot of really cool getting back to like the Asian flavors and stuff like that. Sure. We mess around with those a lot. Um, Thanksgiving dinner is always going to be my favorite dinner to cook. My favorite holiday for that matter, too. It's the best. Oh, for sure. And um, but uh, uh, I it's like like, you know, let's say like some of my favorite things to smoke is the center cut pork tenderloin because you can get a really strong smoky flavor on there but it doesn't sometimes you only have to cook it for three or four hours yeah Uh, and we do a nice little chili glaze on that my whole family always loves it uh whenever uh, my spaghetti sauce uh, like you got you said like your chili you think you have the best recipe i think i have the best recipe for spaghetti saucer love it sunday gravy as some people like to say yeah um i i just i love it um i love cooking that and i usually cook it um between five to eight hours so, um, and I think that's the secret. Some things you just got to cook a really long time. Yep. And, um, and, uh, that's one of them. So, I mean, and of I love course, that. that's the way God intended. So then you have more to right. have for, to invite people over and because food, <laughs> food right. is the great unifier. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, I do love, um, you know, every now and then, um, we do fried chicken night too. At oh, house. Yes. And we, it's like actually a soul food night. We, we, we'll do the greens, uh, the fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, things like that. And uh, every time I post those pictures on social media, people are just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Thanksgiving, one thing I love to do, and uh, I think you should try, I do leftovers egg rolls. So I take the oh. egg. I go buy wonton wrappers and then I'll take a little bit of the dressing, a little oh, bit of the baby. turkey, the potato. Like you can do different variations, but you put it in the wonton and wet the corners, wrap it up, fry them. And then so you got egg rolls full of the leftovers. And then I put I heat up the gravy and then I'll put some cranberry sauce in a different bowl. And those can be your dipping sauces for your leftover egg rolls. <laughs> it is freaking incredible. Oh, that is such a great idea. So. I'm going to have to try that out here. Because, I mean, yeah. we all love the, yeah. the the leftovers and making sandwiches and heating up. But I tell you what, Thanksgiving leftover egg rolls is the best way to eat the leftovers, in it's my the opinion. Truth. It's the truth. Oh. oh, my gosh. Or yes. you can make a, a leftovers burrito, too. Yeah, I've heard of those. I haven't oh, made man. one. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, those fried egg rolls, oh, my gosh, you dip it in gravy. It's It makes oh. me weak in the knees. <laughs> Oh man, well, I could geez Louise, I could talk about food for days with you. We'll have to do we'll have to do some more stuff in the future. But uh you have you have a book that you told me about that yeah. I believe just came out, if I'm not wrong. Yes, you're right. Uh rural Iowa sausage um is what it's called. And it has to do with all those um lockers and meat markets I had been visiting uh, uh, for the past few years. And I was uh di- I started I was worst road trip casing the state for the best sausage uh because it was fun and i like go and i do and like going to meat lockers and things like that my grandfather owned one in early iowa um before i was born um and i loved watching him wield the knife across the steel when he'd be speaking of thanksgiving yeah he would open, you know uh, i mean it was like a ninja with that thing um and then um the more and more uh we went to these lockers the more and more important i figured out they were and it, we got the original idea when we we're in uh Palashek's, uh uh up in Protoman, 
Um, that's where Andrew Zimmern went for Bizarre Foods America. Oh, wow. Known, yeah, that's where they were known for their famous head cheese. And it is good. Mm. Um, so you can imagine that was right up Andrew Zimmern's. Yeah, uh, I've always wanted to try uh, that. Yeah, well, the, going up to Protovin would be a great way to do it. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, so um, we got the idea when I was talking to one of the uh, owners. His name is Adam. Uh, when I was standing in front of his bratwurst case, and we were actually there because we were scouting Cresco for 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 Ragbri, and I um, mean it was one of the ride-through towns, uh, Protovin. And I'm like talking with Adam. I'm like, what if we did a series where we just went around? trying to find the best sausage in Iowa. And he's like, well, you've right on. So that's where that idea was born. And then the idea to do the book was at Minden uh, Meat Market in Minden, uh, Minden, Iowa. That's over by Council Bluffs. Um, and I was talking to the owner, Jeff Hodges. And that's when he told me that how there was over 400 lockers in the state of Iowa in the 1970s. And now we're just over 100. And that blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and I'm like, we need to do a historical book about this. And so that's when that idea was born. And then it took a few years because when COVID hit, like before um, COVID hit, I could go into any of these lockers and we could BS for a good amount of time. Yeah, There was times after the pandemic started, they couldn't even take a call. Like they couldn't stop working because if they did, they would get that much more backed up. Yeah, it, um, it was literally crazy. that tough. Um, and uh, so I had to kind of take a break from it for a while. So it, the book came out a little later than I wanted to, but it finally happened. Um, and uh, um, we still need more lockers. We need more of them. Yep. Um, I, I think the lockers would have been just as crazy if we did have 400 in the state during the pandemic. Oh, no, you're you're completely I, I, right. We could have had a thousand. It still would have been backed up. People taking orders uh, or getting slaughter dates three years in advance. You know. Yep. Um. And uh, uh, but you know, in with in uh, that's another. Uh, it's, there's a lot of inspiring parts of this book, and I don't want to get hung up on any of the negative stuff. But there was some things, um, when I was going through this book, where. I was scheduled to go up to one of the lockers um, and you can, you'll be able to read it in the book. Um, and I showed up on their last day of business and I was like, Oh man, what? This is like the Renaissance period. It can't be closing. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, I'm tired of doing it by myself. He's like, um, I just can't get the labor. He's yep. like, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. And I'm like, I get it, man. And you can, you'll read about it in the book and things like that. Hmm. And that was just like, this is your time. I mean, you can't, I mean, but it was like one of those things I got to close cause I'm too busy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what it's like the old Yogi Berra, um, uh, saying nobody comes here anymore cause it's too busy. You know, when it comes <laughs> to like a popular restaurant. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, so, but no, there was, and I, there's a part of the book called the great retirement because what I did notice when I first started going to all these lockers is how much they knew each other, but it was almost this kind of the same type of age group of owners very similar age group so it wasn't surprising that a lot of them found out that yeah this is a good time to sell mm -hmm. you know because they're getting up there in age um they just went through the most crazy two years of their lives yeah um 
so what? Yeah. And it's like, it's like there was a slew of retirements. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's, it's a really inspiring trip through Iowa. It has its heartbreaks, but it also has, it's just cool milestones and just really, uh, um, interesting look at a lot of small towns in Iowa, uh, and how they, uh, catered to the culture and heritage of that area, you know, and still do like some mm-hmm. of them are really evolving, um, before Framer sausage, uh, closed in LaPorte city, Iowa. Um, they were, they started doing a lot of, um, uh, like Balkan site, uh, type of foods like uh, Bosnian places and, mm-hmm. uh, or Bosnian sausages and, uh, things like that. Um, because that was the rising, uh, demographic in the area. So they, there's people that they, they innovate. And then there's the places that not only do they innovate, but they keep hold of the things that they've always had, like the Yuterniti sausage up there in Prodeman, um, the uh, Swedish potato sausage at Johnson's down in Essex, Iowa, the Copsworth um, up in City Meat Market in uh, New Albion, the, the uh, over 100-year-old recipe of wieners in West Bend at the Skoglund Meat Market. I've been you know, there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, what's, and I'm, I still didn't, I've never found the answer and I hope to find it someday because I think there's a method to this, but people might have forgotten it for some reason. A lot of these blockers are directly on a County line, like Hmm. directly. And I've always wondered that. And one of the best, uh, um, examples is the one, uh, family, uh, traditions up in, uh, Ackley. Um, I believe the part that they bring in to slaughter um, is in Franklin County, but the cash register is in Hardin. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, uh, okay, where's that? Where's the tax revenue go to? <laughs> is it for where the slaughter happens or when you actually bring them up? <laughs> That's hilarious. So, but yeah, it's really interesting. You look at the map of where these lockers are. Some of them are, like like Scoglands, like you said, you've been went went there mm-hmm. in West Bend. It's technically in Kasuth County, but you walk you walk across the highway, you're in Palo Alto, you're yep. almost to the grotto. So yeah, man. Um, well, I hope that I hope it inspires people to maybe it'll inspire a handful of people to want to open a locker, fight back a little against these big packers and producers that are that are you know yeah. kind of getting the getting the best of both ends out of people the worst it's good for them it's bad for the consumer and the producer um oh, god yeah. yeah yeah and so hopefully it'll maybe inspire some people because we do we do need more lockers and we need yeah it's uh we need young people to come into that to that business because it's a lot of older people who have been doing it for 40 50 years who are <laughs> worn down and tired to say the least yeah yeah you know we went to a we went to a place in Victor, Iowa. They're custom only. They don't have any retail. Um, and uh, and the, the difference between that is what I mean for some of your listeners. A lot of your listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Whereas you, I cannot go in there and say, can I get a pack of brats from you? Nope. I mean, it can't happen. If you yep. bring in a whole steer or a whole hog, uh, you can get like a, some a, a steak or mm-hmm. <laughs> pack, you'll get a lot of them. Actually, you'll get a lot yep. of brats. Um but no. Um, and I think that's one thing uh, we need a lot is custom only um, is I know it's it sounds great to have that showroom of all your interesting sausages and things like that. 
But uh, if we can get more people that are just say, hey, we're just taking care of you and you only. I'm not going to worry about um, somebody coming off the street wanting to get a, a, just a couple of steaks for steak night, which we need those too. Don't get me mm. wrong. Yep. <laughs> because those are very much a part of my book. Yep. But we just need a lot of people that are just going to focus on customizing. That would be yep. really awesome. Where, uh, where can people buy that? that book where's it all available for purchase yeah so you can go to um the arcadia publishing uh website get it there rural iowa sausage and uh, right and the 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 major online retailers are going to have it amazon and target etc things like that.com okay. uh, they are currently out of stock at the big boys right now hey nice but they are going to get restocked so uh but uh and and they're they'll be popping up in your local hardware stores and Oh, I love that. And, and bookshops or excuse me, bookstores. And I hope to see them in some uh, uh, meat shops and lockers coming up too. So awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Plug your, uh, where can people find it? Is it just, is it only Facebook? <laughs> only no, Facebook? Uh, have yeah, a page? Yeah. The Iowa Gallivan uh, on Facebook and also Instagram. Okay. So, and then we are also, uh, we do a TikTok every now and then. So, okay. Yeah, there. and then of course our website the iowa yeah. caliban so yeah i highly recommend people go people go check it out because well the facebook page you have so many awesome videos and stuff trying food but the web i love the website and reading all your different yeah. travels you've been on and stuff man it's so much fun i love it yeah so. we go all, we, we we're called the iowa caliban but we go all over the country and i'm not trying to compare myself to colonel sanders um but <laughs> and some people are like so you're going to the Gulf Shores, Alabama, but you're the Iowa Gallivant. I'm like, well, when you open up a KFC in LA, you don't take the Kentucky out of it. So, <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh man. So, you know, our favorite destination is the next one. That's what we always say. You betcha. All right. Well, this has been a, an absolute blast for me. I'm so glad that you took the time to do it. Like I said, I feel like, I feel like we're almost brothers separated at birth. Well, JJ, this has been an amazing time. Um, man, I, uh, I have a feeling this won't be the last time we chat and maybe in the no, future we can yeah. do something in person potentially or something with yeah, some food. Definitely. So sure. I always, I always value the people. I, I value all my close friends very much, but those people who really love and appreciate food as much as I do, I sometimes maybe value them just a little bit more. That's right. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'll save you a corner piece for a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> all right well everyone check out his stuff the iowa gallivant get his book um and uh learn a little history about iowa on the way and you can check out Backroads and bonfires podcast on all the social media and stuff too um and uh we'll catch you next time what, what, what's your slogan our next trip is the our next favorite our, our our favorite destination is the next one